The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome. This is Bleacher Blums, a sports podcast for baseball fans. Now here's David Tuttle and Astros master of banter, Blummer. Yes, this is a this is there are so many things going on with this episode right here of Bleacher Blums. You are in the bleachers. My name is Jeff Blum, 14-year major league veteran, 10-year veteran of the booth for the Houston Astros. And across the way, we've got David Tuttle, who is just he's he is he is a man of many, many values. And uh, he is currently in his cabin up in Northern California. We appreciate him coming on. Tuttle, you look like you're in a good spot. Uh, you've got the Santa Cruz break outside your window. You've got a nice, authentic, woodsy look to the background, which doesn't match the outside. But I know you're having a good time. How's the family doing? How are you? Doing really well, Blumer. Good to catch up with you. Thanks so much for uh, for letting me be myself on this podcast, which is one of the key, I guess, elements to the whole thing. This is why we do it once a week. So. For those folks that are like used to the studio and the like, you know, very specific, concise baseball points, we might get to a little uh, to the outer edges of the fringes of the uh, <laughs> the elements today. So, when you go up to the cabin, this is Thanksgiving week. Are you guys going to have a traditional Thanksgiving, or are you guys just going to wing it? No, you know the advantage is, uh, yeah, we're going to wing it. I like it. <laughs> Do turkeys have wings? I never know. They don't fly, so that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother podcast, I think. So that's a WKRP so, um, session right there. That's right. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we typically meet up with uh, Familia up here, and that's actually one of the advantages of uh, having to do um, Thanksgiving at the beach is we don't have to do any cook or any prep. Like, we'll bring a dessert over, but somebody else is doing all the turkey cooking and all the vegetables and all that stuff. So, yeah. That's, that's outstanding. How, how was the yeah. drive up? Is the drive so much easier with the kids on their phones and AirPods in and not chatting? You don't have to turn around and like whack somebody across the chin and be like, tighten it up. Very much easier. I mean, I'm sure that you're aware of that as well. So, I mean, with, with your, I mean, I guess, yeah, your kids are much older. Yeah, it's so much better. Traveling with adults is so much better than traveling with kids, right? I mean, that's, I think that goes without saying. What, what, 
But then it gets too isolated, doesn't it? Like, don't you miss? I'm asking you, like, when you travel, even on airplanes, it's like, hey, you got to whack somebody upside the head just to get their attention, not to, like, <laughs> tell them to shut up. So you're, yeah. you're doing the same thing. You're just trying in a different way. So. Yeah, I was going to say you're just smacking different people. No, we don't encourage smacking on the bleachers. But, yeah, no. I, I, had, I, had, uh, I actually appreciate the isolation because then I can just kind of tone it down, lock into my groove, put my hand on the top of the steering wheel, and just go dark as I go bolting up the highway. But uh, uh, we are at home in uh, Texas, as you can see in the background. I've still got my standard operating uh, studio, but my oldest daughter came home from Arkansas. She is uh, in the house. We've got in-laws coming in. Obviously, my wife's sister lives in town, so we're going to have another Thanksgiving of about 12 to 15 people, and uh, I'm going to deep fry another turkey. That's that's what the Blums do, and that's where my partner just went. He has disappeared, and uh, here in episode 200, why wouldn't the bleachers? The Bleacher Blums podcast. Now, when it first started, the infancy, you heard a little bit of it in that last podcast in number 199. It was the Bleacher Blum podcast. So here I am, just me and Marco having a good time on the Bleacher Blum podcast. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you saw Tuttle disappear and you saw my good friend Mark Ramos pop in. Uh, Marco's getting the eye boogers out of his eyes because he has been working his tail off uh, in, in the uh, shop. But uh, I'm not going to let this deter me. I'm going to keep grinding on because this is episode number 200. I don't want my buddy Marco to have to do too much work other than what he's already doing. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's so many things to be thankful for. That I'm thankful for episode 200. And we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fans. And I know Marco can attest to this too, because as busy as he's been lately, a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are paying attention, people are tuning in, and we are having a very good time. And I am eternally grateful for the opportunities that the city of Houston's given me, moving my family here. Uh, I was talking on another podcast about how grateful, some of the things that we were grateful for in baseball. And I know one of the things that, that I am grateful for is the fact that the Astros moved to the American League. I don't know if I, I think I can officially say that now. Wouldn't you think, Marco, that I can say that we're grateful that the Astros have moved to the American League because... We know for years and playing with the Astros, toiling in the National League Central, trying to beat the the St. Louis Cardinals, and as much as we enjoyed those rivalries, it was it was a dogfight. And since moving to the American League and adjusting to the American League, the Astros have absolutely dominated. They have won uh, four ALCSs. They've been to six ALCSs. They've won two World Series championships, and if you ask anybody in the American League, where does the uh, where does the World Series title go through? It goes through Houston again. It's absolutely remarkable, in the sense that they have they've developed so many rookies. Uh, you know, you go back to 2014 with the emergence of George Springer. 2015, Carlos Correa, Lance McCullers. Uh, I can't remember who was in 2016 because in 2017 it was an Alex Bregman that popped onto the scene. 2019, you've got Jordan Alvarez. 2022, you've got Jeremy Pena. And probably one of the craziest things is looking to 2023 because we're so grateful for 2022 and the dynasty. Yes, I said it. A dynasty has been created in the sense that the Astros uh, have been able to go to so many ALCSs. But how about 2023? Justin Verlander is 
talking to the New York uh, Mets, which I don't blame him. If you're, if you are anybody on the planet who likes money and is interested and can bring value, Steve Cohen's going to pay your ass. This guy is forking out cash left and right. So JV's taking his uh, resume up to New York, maybe getting an in invitation from Steve Cohen. But at the same time, it's amazing to me to think that 2023, we could at this time next year say we're grateful for a guy like Hunter Brown. He could be rookie of the year. I know Major MLB.com just came out with an article, top rookies for 2023. And yes, the Astros have another bonafide arm coming into that rotation, possibly if JV doesn't come back. But how about Corey Lee waiting in the wings? How about Yiner Diaz waiting in the wings? And I don't know if you've been paying attention, Astro World, but uh, uh, Pedro Leon down in the winter ball is having a phenomenal season. So a lot of good things to be grateful for here in the city of Houston, uh, not just in the sense that we get to, to live in a great place like this, freezing our tuchuses off right now because, uh, I'm, Marco, you, you've got to be printing a bunch of sweatshirts, man. It has been 45 and and rainy. Uh, this is the Seattle of the South for the time being, except for the fact we don't get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> Burn! But it's been a good time. A lot to be grateful for. I'm, again, grateful for episode number 200. Grateful for friendships like David Tuttles, who can't figure out the internet in his, in his log cabin. He has got dial-up that he's trying to work on. And since he's not on here, I can rag him again. You know, he's got the goatee. He looks, what cracks me up about the cabin background that he's got working is that if you took a quick glance out the window, he's got about a three-foot shore break coming in off the Santa Cruz beach. But uh, good for him. I hope he's well. And maybe he's able to record something later to combat this. But uh, I, I'm grateful that he's on this podcast. I'm grateful that our fans continue to listen. And I'm grateful for Houston. And uh, I w how about the fact, you know, talking about winter ball, there were just a couple of things that I wanted to hit on as we're trying to extend this podcast and you guys hang out with me. Is is Did anybody see us Drupal Cabrera over this uh, last break? There was not a very – it was a giving season – in winter ball in the sense that he gave out a left hook to a base runner. Marco, I don't know if you saw this. I see the smile, so I think you did see it. And uh, I was astonished. We always talk about our bat flips good for baseball. Is you know is Fernando Rodney shooting an arrow to the sky after every save uh, something good? Is it you know some of these struts that these guys have after strikeouts? But the, it's gotten to the point. And this is what amazes me because usually winter ball is given some latitude in the sense that some of that swagger, some of that braggadocious, some of that uh, machismo comes out where you hit a big hit and you're able to throw the bat. You're able to point at your boys in the dugout. But I, I don't I should have done more research and reading the articles, but I kept watching the video over and over again. But I think the dude who hit the home run was maybe his third home run in the game. He pointed to the opposing dugout. Uh, Struble Cabrera had enough. And he, the, this poor guy turns the bag and runs into a left hook from as Drupal Cabrera goes down. Chaos ensues. And I don't know if you saw this, but probably the most dangerous moment of this entire brawl, which... I'll, I'll, I'll try and unpack a little bit. Is there is a dude? If you're watching a lot of this, uh, a lot of these pictures and a lot of these frames that are uh, unfolding, there's a guy in the in screen left that comes in and whips a baseball into that crowd, and I could not believe it. If you follow Ozzie Guillen Jr., he had good video on it. 
But this dude comes in and just rifles a baseball in there. He's got a picture of this dude who has a welt on his forehead. So whoever threw it has incredible velocity, incredible aim, but luckily he didn't drop the guy or kill somebody. But, uh, you know, a lot to unpack in that. And we talk about policing ourselves in baseball. The clubhouse will figure it out. You know, if you've got that one guy that steps out of line in the clubhouse, you can, you can kind of say, okay, we'll have a conversation with him. Or, you know, maybe we'll have a team meeting to try and figure out what's going on. But this was to the extreme. Usually you'll see a pitcher maybe dot the next guy. What I mean by dot means hit, hit, hit him with the pitch. We've seen this unfold throughout the course of a major league season. And this is next level. This is where a player said, I've had enough. We've seen players r- walk around uh, the bases following the hitter, yelling at him. We've seen Brian McCann stop uh, Carlos Gro- Gomez before he touched home plate. A fight ensued. But this is just a knockdown. This was just like, I've had enough. You can't do this. Boom. And I don't know if it's going to deter it because... I don't have access to what's going on in winter ball right now, but I would imagine there's going to be plenty of uh, fines and suspensions. That was a highly interesting story. I wonder how that's going to unfold or if it's going to translate to American baseball when they get back stateside, if anybody's going to handle it in that uh, situation. But I'm sure the conversation will come up eventually because there's going to be plenty of bat flipping next season. And how about the fact, I don't know if you saw this, and I don't know what the interview process was, but Alec Manoa, of the the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays did an interview and he was asked, who do you, who do you think is the biggest cheater in baseball? And I don't know if you saw this Marco, but I was blown away. I did not anticipate this. This is an in-division rival talking about a New York Yankee. And after much thought and uh, internal debate, I would imagine for Alec Manoa, the right-handed pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, he promptly said, Garrett Cole. I was blown away at the honesty, number one, because we've we've heard about the spider attack. We've heard about uh, the clubby in uh, for, for the, uh, uh, man, I almost said California Angels, but the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, who was fired for handing out the, the spider attack sticky substance. Garrett Cole was one of the guys on his text chains that was asking for it. And Alec Manoa flat out said, who's the biggest cheater? Garrett Cole. I was I was blown away. I'm sure there will be plenty more fallout from that. It'll make the matchups that much more interesting as we move on into, into the regular season. But uh, I've made a list of things that I'm grateful for. Uh, I talked about the Astros moving to the American League, uh, mostly because the DH is not there. I don't have to talk about the DH or how poorly uh, hit, pitchers hit. And I don't care if one or two pitchers hit good in a season, it's not worth having the DH. So I ever not having the DH. So I'm grateful for the DH. I'm grateful that Rob Manfred had to hand the trophy to Jim Crane. Uh, thought that was highly entertaining after everything Rob Manfred tried to take away from the Astros. They continue to go out there and win. I'm grateful for Dusty Baker going out there and raising the trophy this season. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to be the voice of this podcast, but also for the Astros. 
for the last 10 years, we have all been on this, this trek through the American League and this trek through the quote-unquote process that we keep hearing about. And the Astros developed a process that was putting them into the playoffs consistently at a, at a grand pace. Again, we talk about six ALCS appearances, four ALCS championships, two World Series championships, and four opportunities. And that qualifies for me. And Marco, I don't know how you feel about it. I believe it's a dynasty. And obviously, we're biased. So I think that we agree that this is a dynasty. And I love the fact that we, the Astros are no longer going to be compared to the Buffalo Bills. I know that, 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 that team brings a lot of pain and anguish over the past. But the fact that they were able to get into that many Super Bowls and not win is agonizing. The Los Angeles Dodgers, everybody talks about how great they are. Don't they won a shortened season World Series championship? Uh, the Atlanta Braves of the 90s. Everybody talks about them being a dynasty, great team, but unable to win the big one. So I think this really, with Rob Manfred taking it on the chin, having to hand that trophy to, to uh, Jim Crane and the Houston Astros organization, winning that second championship, I think that's what brought so much satisfaction and joy to the city of Houston is knowing that they won that second one. They won the first one. There's obviously a stigma attached to that one. 2022, the stigma is, man, we just hate those guys for winning. And it's got to feel good for everybody on the field for the Houston Astros and winning that. But uh, those are some of the things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that my good, good man, Mark Ramos, looks dead tired because that means he's working his tail off, small business, things like that. But I'm also grateful for the fans. Everybody on Twitter, hashtag Astros Twitter has been unbelievable. Uh, it's been a blast to be a part of. And we got this dude in the car. I've been talking for the last 16, 17 minutes about things that we're grateful for. I may just finish the podcast with you, Tuttle, because I went off on gratefulness. I went off on Asdrubal Cabrera, uh, Alec Manoa calling out Garrett Cole as a cheater. Uh, there have been a lot of things going on that you are now a part of. But I just if you want to ramble, give yourself some time. I don't know what your thought process is. I've hit on a bunch of topics, but Tuttle has jumped back into the scene as I have put this podcast on my back for number 200. Tuttle, welcome back to the situation, man. Thank you. And I appreciate that. You know, this is funny because I think there always have to be memorable times and, you know, in, <laughs> in your career and everything that you do. And we've joked about it. I kept saying, I think we're getting close to 200. And finally, today's 200. I'm on vacation. I'm driving around. I am like trying to find a good Wi-Fi signal. I leave the podcast all in your hands, which I know they're more than capable to handle, but I'm very grateful for the fact that you're, you guys are so patient with me. I felt like it was important to get on the podcast today, uh, vacation or not, and I'm grateful that you're able to, uh, to carry the load. Uh, I did see the Eric, uh, Eric, Alex Manoa thing calling Cole a cheater. Um, boy, I mean, we have, I've, I've, I've gotten into the World Cup a little bit. Um, Argentina, Boy, you know, our yeah. pets' heads are falling off. Argentina got beat by Saudi Arabia this morning uh, at, at, at our recording. Whoa. Um I know, I know when this gets released, they'll probably have already played two other games. But uh, anyway, it's just amazing that uh, that we have so much to be thankful for, and we still have the uh, ability to look around and um, and see the fact that uh, you know there's a little sniping and a little uh, and a little grumbling going on. So, uh, so what, uh, what, what's the biggest thing we don't have to go sports wise, but what's the biggest thing that you are, I, I, well, it's silly that you're grateful for, 
um, during these times, like the holiday times? No, I'm always grateful for family, but I, you know, I was talking, you know, with Marco and and going through the process of unpacking 200 episodes. Uh, you know, we talked about how last episode you you kind of heard a little bit about, uh, you know. It, how the, the the genesis of this project has developed into 200. But a lot of the reason was because of the responses and the interaction that we get with fans at home. You can watch on YouTube. You can interact with us on Twitter and Instagram. But you can also just listen to us. And I hope that there is a part of your day or part of your week where you can join us. And that's what I'm most grateful for because we talk about the – being, this being a cathartic exercise for us just to be able to get our voice out there, be able to have the conversations, uh, think about topics that we are interested in, uh, and, and communicate with a lot of people that we don't have the ability to other than through social media. So I'm just grateful for the fact that we've created this platform and the consistency. That's probably one thing that I've been most amazed about is the consistency of listenership. You know, in this podcast world, in the baseball world, analytics are a big part of understanding what's going on, but understanding that we are getting as many downloads as we get there are that many people actually listening to the podcast and that kind of blows my mind a little bit, but I appreciate the grind. I appreciate the fact that you are bailing on your family, leaving your, your comfort to go sit in a car, to have a conversation on this podcast, to make number 200 happen. And that's probably what's going to make this number 200 most, uh, most memorable is that you've got me trying to bloviate and try and talk through about 10, 15 minutes. And meanwhile, we don't know, unbeknownst to us who are in here talking, you're in a car driving around Santa Cruz trying to find a place to be able to podcast from, man. Yeah, my family barged in right when we uh, started the podcast initially. And anyway, so it was like, all right, I, I'm I'm bailing on, on those folks. But, uh, you know, they're very supportive as well. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you do a couple of different podcasts. You obviously have a great listenership with your uh, broadcast team um, being able to broadcast the Astros, as you already mentioned, for 10 years. I mean, one of these days, I hope this happens, but you're going to have broadcasted longer than, you, uh, than you've played. Oh, man, would that and be I'm, crazy? I'm already at the... I'm already at that stage now, not broadcasting, but I've you know, already been a general uh, civilian, a <laughs> civilian contractor longer than I was a professional athlete. And I think that that's kind of a, uh, just another thing to be grateful for. But to your point, you have a listenership with the broadcast. You have a, a couple other podcasts, but number 200 is near and dear to me. This is something like you said, this pipe dream, talking with Tuttle in a parking lot, talking with Blummer in a parking lot um, has now turned into two, 200 episodes. And the fact that, People do want to hear what we have to say about things and that people do support, um, you know, and are intrigued by what we're what we're putting out there as content. And as you said, the cathartic piece of this, I think they always say that uh, being cathartic, like getting this off our chest, but also the consistency. And I think that just circles all the way back to being a professional athlete. We've talked about the grind of being a baseball player. There's some there's some magic for me as a person in in being consistent and doing this every day and doing this every week or doing this every month, because that's what makes me feel most comfortable. We've we talked about maybe even all the way back in the first five podcasts, <laughs> we talked about the comfort in we're not superstitious. I mean, I think we've already, you know, we've split that line. We know that we're mm -hmm. on, you know, different sides of that, but we need that consistency and that routine oh, to man. give us some comfort. And I think that's what the podcast has certainly done. And, and to your point, it's the listeners and the feedback that we get on Twitter and Instagram, I guess Twitter's about to die. So maybe Instagram, <laughs> maybe Instagram is the way to go. But but the feedback that we get, 
know, to your point, that there are consistent listeners, there are people that are supporting what we're doing. And um, I think that that's what makes it uh, complete for me, is that we, you, know, yeah. you and I have been consistent in other professions. We've been consistent and routine-oriented. And the fact that I found a good friend in you and the ability to just kind of, you know, whether I do the the... The spread eagle sit on the chair and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever view we got to get going. So anyway, I, I really appreciate you. And I do appreciate this podcast. Like you said, family and all of that other, the other things that we talk about are first and foremost, but certainly the consistency and the friendship that we've developed and bonded with not just you, but with our listeners is really uh, rewarding. Yeah, it is definitely a family affair. We have we have enveloped uh, Mark Ramos into the situation, even with everything that he has got going on and all of his uh, current success that is is going well for Ram shirts. We appreciate him taking the time to get on with us. I appreciate you taking the time to to hop in your car, find a place to be. But it's definitely a Bleacher Blums family that we are grateful for. We can we will continue to come out with podcasts. We will continue to create content, even if it's just for us. But it's mostly for you who are listening. Be good. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, let me ask you this, Tuttle, while I have you, because Thanksgiving always kind of, it, it goes with food, you know, and it, and I don't know if traditions are starting to be bucked a little bit just because of the given, you know, current state of affairs in the world. But at the same time, are you a turkey guy? That's a great question. It's funny. I was hoping we weren't going to just cut this short because I know we're, you know, we're always on borrowed time. I'm really I'm curious it. about the turkey thing because it's become a thing in our family where are we a turkey yeah. family? So you have four uh, daughters mm -hmm. and obviously a wife. We were talking about the other day. I have three children and a, a wife. So big families, relatively big. As we know, the world is made for families of four. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. any family that gets outside that five, six, like how many hotel rooms do you need? I don't know, five or six. And it's like... <laughs> We're getting yeah. too big. But that is so funny because every year it comes up. My son is in the back of the car yesterday. You asked at the beginning of the podcast, like, you know, hey, how's the traveling? I'm like, yeah, you're still hitting your kids, but you're hitting to get their attention, not to get them to shut up and stop fighting. Yeah. The uh, No. The, the short answer is no. No, everybody hates turkey. They're, they like everything else. They're like, <laughs> I like the stuffing. I like the mashed the sides potatoes. Are like, you could have a, a Thanksgiving yeah. sides and I'd be happy. My wife makes a charcuterie board that's off the charts. It's like prosciutto and salami and olives and grapes. And like, I mean, I eat that thing. Just with graze. A <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to eat turkey. This turkey's a little dry, isn't it? I mean, so I will say I've smoked a turkey on my smoker. It came out awesome. Nice. But in general, most people do not respect or appreciate the uh, good turkey because most people don't really like turkey unless it's sliced <laughs> at your deli. Is Marco. that what you're finding? Because as soon as yeah. I answered that, I was like... Yeah, get Marco on here. Marco, input. You are, you, are you a turkey family? Are you a turkey guy? Definitely turkey. He is. Um, nice. You're a traditionalist, yeah. huh? Yeah, definitely. But we add Puerto Rican rice and everything else to that. Oh, but man. for sure, turkey is the main protein. That sounds good. I could, I could be down for that. I like the mix. That's actually a pretty clever idea. Why can't you do the traditional protein and then mix it up? But I'm, I'm the opposite. I want to, I'm going to flip the protein on its head, do a steak or do something else, but have the sides. Cause I, I love my, uh, my, uh, we have a good friend who makes some of the 
best pies, like apple pie and pecan pie or pecan pie, whatever your choice is. Yeah. Um, pecan but, or pecan. But she puts, she sometimes, she, she's been a little aggressive on the bourbon side of the pecan pie, <laughs> which has been kind of entertaining and fun all at the same time. And then uh, my, my wife's mom, so my mother-in-law, makes an unbelievable sweet potato casserole that has like that coating of brown sugar that's baked mm. at the top. Oh, it's killing. But I mean, it's, it's like, I don't know if you can see it, but if you're on YouTube, I've got maybe a little small portion of turkey just to appease the masses. And then the rest of the plate is just drenched in everything, you know, stuffing, <laughs> green beans, uh, the, the, the sweet potato casseroles, the, the gravies and the mash. I mean, it's crazy, dude. You know, it's funny. Uh, so we are traditional in terms of we make a turkey every year. It's just that's not what we were what, what we're finding that anybody prefers. So <laughs> we stick to the tradition. You know, Marco brought up something really interesting because the, uh, you know, with the Puerto Rican rice, like abichuelas y arroz, uh, those are great uh, add-ons. But yeah, we have some Mexican friends that do the tamales. Yeah. So that always seems we do to that get for thrown Christmas. into yeah, I know that gets thrown into Christmas, but they do that for Thanksgiving as well. So mm -hmm. you do have other options, so I guess. Good. So if I had tamales at Thanksgiving, I don't know if the turkey would get touched. I'd be like, all no, right. No chance. <laughs> yeah. No. Tamales, stuffing, mashed potatoes. That would win. Beans. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, so. that, you talk about playing favorites. Yeah, the tamales would yeah. be demolished and there'd be a full bird on the side of the table. Oh, all right. It's amazing. Well, yeah, let me just say one more thing. It's no, amazing how off, tradition man. just talk. how how tradition yeah, I know. I, I already let you just talk and talk and talk. The uh the it's amazing how tradition wins out over what we're talking about, over like sense and reason, common sense and reason. Cause it's like if you polled my family, they'd you know, four out of five do not like turkey <laughs> as the protein. Your family sounds like it's similar, three or four out of five don't like yep. turkey. But guess what? You're cooking a turkey on Thursday. Yes, you it's gonna <laughs> You're gonna yeah. stomach it. I'm deep frying the cr the crud out of that thing. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be simmering in a in a vat of peanut oil just to get it just right. Yeah, just right. Hey, let me. The other thing I wanted to touch on. I know it's maybe because we do have Turkey Day uh, football, but I lost last night. I I was on fire. I'm still beating the guy. You lost too. I lost on uh, Kittle's last touchdown. Anyway, nobody cares oh, no about way. that, even though we have these great listeners. Yeah. So I I lost by like one point or two points, but. I must just say, I am grateful that I resurrected my fantasy football life this year because starting yeah, out did. 0 and 4, 0 and 5, now I'm, I think, 5 and 6 or something. Like, I'm in the mix. Like you said, mm -hmm. there's parody. So, you know, just another thing to be grateful for, folks that listen to this regularly. The fantasy football gods of, you know, that and my, my lack of GMing, I guess. But the, the, <laughs> luck, the luck has turned for me and I'm in the mix and Blummer's in the mix. And I think we're going to have a. We're gonna have a fight to the finish, and I guess ultimately oh, yeah. the goal should be to beat you. Uh, and you know, if I can't win the championship, I got to come out one win ahead of you. I was gonna say there's gonna be plenty. Of, I mean, the, like you said, the parity. You know, I think I'm in the fourth spot now, but everybody's within a game of each other. I think it's insane what's going on in our league. So it'll be a lot of fun to see how that goes down the stretch. It's been a rough one for me. I think I had three guys start in the games that he played yesterday and ended up hurt and out of the game by the end of the game. So, uh, you know, the, the, the trepidation of a long season, you are sitting in a parking lot somewhere, grinding it out and giving us a podcast. So I'm grateful for the fact that you showed up and bailed me out here the last half of this podcast. Uh, we're grateful for Mark Ramos, who is getting two, three hours of sleep. We woke him up to be able to record this podcast. So thank you, Marco, for your friendship. Make sure you check him out. 
uh, on uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Uh, you can see Tuttle at Real David Tuttle on both Instagram and on Twitter. Myself at Blummer27. If Twitter still exists, or you can move over to Instagram, or you can just subscribe to the podcast because this isn't going anywhere. Ain't nobody going to blow up the podcast world. It's too good right now. But uh, we're grateful for all the first responders, everybody that goes into harm's way, who is on duty during these holiday hours, putting in the extra time to be able to keep us safe and respond. And then, of course, everybody who's in the military who can't be home for Thanksgiving, we are thinking about you, all the veterans that have served, of course, the essential workers, uh, teachers who finally get the break, and everybody who has their kids home like I do from colleges. Uh, getting the family back together is what it's all about, and that's why during this Thanksgiving week, I'm grateful to have my two boys on with me doing this podcast, talking about the Bleacher Blums topics that we find coherent and somewhat worthy of being on here. But uh, stay tuned, subscribe, rate, review, keep in touch with us. We are not going anywhere. We are going to sit in parking lots if we have to, to do this podcast and stick with us because I know Tuttle's grinding it out. Tuttle, I'll let you have the last word before we say our infamous getaway. Nice. Blummer, thanks so much. And thank you guys. I feel like I was driving over here thinking, man, I'm just wasting these guys' time. Like, I know we're friends and all that, but, you know, we, we do take time out of our day to uh, to do the podcast. And I'm really grateful for you guys being patient with me and, uh, you know, accommodating. But uh, more than that, we're just grateful for everyone that's listening. And uh, we wish everyone health and happiness throughout the holiday season. We'll definitely be coming at you before Christmas uh, as well, probably just next week. But, uh, but just grateful for all the listeners as well. If you're over the age of 45, don't forget to get screened for colorectal cancer. And we encourage you, as always, turkey aside, turkey not, you know, thumbs up for turkey, thumbs down for turkey. <laughs> get after it and believe it. Believe it. Can we get the spread eagle stance? Why, why is that so funny?